0: What's up everyone and welcome to the Run Happy Podcast. I'm Baxter Friedman
1: and I'm Charlie Rook and this is a podcast for people that want to improve themselves as runners as well as people and always run happy.
0: Let's get into it. All right everyone, welcome to the Run Happy Podcast. Today we've got a very special guest, one of our teammates, Christian Balser, who is uh he in high school he holds the Mississippi 5k mile and two mile uh, record and is a all-American in the DMR. So Christian, how are you doing today? Doing good. Thanks for having me. Of course.
1: yeah, yeah, dude. we're really excited to have you on. I'm glad we glad we're finally getting to do it. So um you know I we why don't we jump right in So uh what, what started the running journey for you and um you know how's that how's that been going so far? Uh, so far, it's going good.
2: You can tell from practice this morning, it's like a little rocky, but we're, we're doing fine. We're fit. But, uh, as far as it getting started, kind of started off when I was younger playing soccer and, uh, there's a lot of people like my mother and family friends and even my first soccer coach that were just like, you know, this kid's good at soccer, but I think he's going to be like, it's just not for him. Not cause he's like not good or anything. It's just, he might be better at something else. And really cool story about that, that we'll talk about later, but that's kind of how my uh running career started was uh through soccer and then a few years of not competing and then kind of like finally saying like all right i'm gonna go all in with this
0: well yeah well how'd you find running though like was it like i would do like
2: local 5ks
0: (laughs) and then you just do really good at them you're like maybe yeah like i
2: played soccer and i did like two three like local 5ks and my mom was like you know you're pretty good at that like that's (laughs) something you might want to like try out yeah she she's right, and I love it.
1: I feel like all runners like start playing soccer. I don't know, like no, not you. I don't eight. know.
2: Probably like ninety two percent. Yeah, I <laughs> know. <laughs> I was one of them. they were like
1: that guy can get up and down the field. I mean, eight yeah. percent, baby. That eight yeah. that percent. That's really. It's always like freshman year high school is where you like first got on a team kind of thing.
2: What what you mean?
1: Like, like first got on like a troop. Like, yeah. So uh,
2: eighth grade. Um, I started running eighth grade for my high school. Like seventh grade is when you can like join like school athletics. And that first year I was playing soccer. Friends were telling me that I need to be out there, but I just like kind of like pass it up and I would go support them though. And uh, then like when I started going to their meets, I was like very intrigued and like, this seems fun. Yeah. I the, Then the next year I was like, yeah, I'm signing up. And so like eighth grade, ninth grade year, I did all three. I ran cross country, played soccer and ran track. And then after my freshman year of a bunch of ups and downs with soccer, just decided that I wasn't going to try out my sophomore year for soccer. And that I was just going to go all in with the running. And that was a, a hard few months because I was just so unhappy with soccer at the time. And my parents were like, can't quit. And I was like, ah, I don't like y'all in the moment, but I love y'all. <laughs> I just I just wanted to be done with soccer. Not because I didn't love the sport. It was just like who I was playing for and you could you could really tell like you could tell I didn't want to be there because then like my performance started going down and then I started like riding the bench for games. And uh, yeah, like when people aren't nice to each other, it it affects it affects people. So like we just had some really bad captains that were just not good to our underclassmen and it kind of uh, caught up with me. So but it was for the better.
1: Well, uh, yeah, I mean that sounds awesome. I think when you actually when you fall out of love with a sport, it's normally because of situations like that mm-hmm. and bad teammates. Do you think that's helped you become a captain on this team? Do you carry those kind of experiences with you?
2: Yeah, I would I would say so. Like indirectly. I've never really thought about that, but I know what good captains look like from the guys that were before me, and then also know what bad captains look like from people in the past. So just to definitely trying to strive to be able to fill shoes of people that were before me um, and that treated me like brothers. I mean, having
0: someone being like, I guess, there for you, like having yeah. the knowledge to help you mm-hmm. doesn't not come as often as it should be. Yeah. And like, you know, I feel like I feel like everyone has had that little experience where it's like they they did not have that person. Yeah. And like
2: that. That The good leader is a special type of person. It's one who's most of all selfless. Like They want to see their teammates or their friends do better than they are doing while also trying to strive to do their best. And so that's why I'm just trying to replicate. I have a lot of people like that in my life and just want to do well for others, put them before myself. That's
0: great. That's great.
1: Yeah, and I think that's what makes a true leader is when you have a genuine want to put like for your teammates to be better than you, mm-hmm. because that's such a hard, that's such a hard thing to be able to like truly believe. Mm-hmm. And so like that that's what makes a true captain. Because like I don't think captains, you can choose captains, but like captains kind of present themselves because mm-hmm. people are drawn to them. Yeah, and so I think that's like I think that's a really important skill yeah. to have.
0: Like a captain can't choose to be a captain; someone else has got to choose mm-hmm. that person to be the captain.
1: Yeah, I think. Uh, well, one thing I want to talk about though is um. So we've talked about early playing soccer and we've decided to run at one point in running. Did you be like, you know, I'm pretty good at this. I, I like, I think I want to do this in college. I would say,
2: I would say when I really knew it was all always an idea just being in the sport. Cause you know, older people that are running the college. But after my freshman year, I would say the first real moment where I was like, yeah, I definitely want to do this in college was sophomore year of state. And I, it was after the mile, and I had beaten the favorite for that race. And it was just like the if I were gonna beat that guy, it was gonna be that race. And I did. And then that kind of like fueled the fire for the rest of high school. And it it was definitely like a progression that didn't like come overnight. And I'd say it was spring of sophomore year in high school.
0: That's awesome. Like, what would you say that progression looked like though? Cause uh mm-hmm. I mean I guess it's different for everyone, but like what was i don't know i guess is. Do you i'd say like
2: like you're talking about as far as times or just
0: i mean yeah but i guess it's like um i guess maybe the mentality towards the sport or like training
2: yeah them. in general i just like fell in love with the sport more each year and then like you could tell like i was just like lifestyle i was like watching more running stuff mm-hmm. and like want to learn more about training and uh like trying to for the people that wanted to, that like there, there were very few people on my high school team that wanted to be there. And so I would definitely like share what I was learning each day and like do extra little things at practice that people would start doing with me. And thankfully, I had one close buddy of mine, Grayson Ard. He was me and him would do a lot together, like just little things just to help us get better, like start off with like strides and like ice pass and just, like just little things that not everyone does. Hmm. But yeah.
1: I think because you went to you went to a Did you go to a smaller school in Mississippi?
2: Uh no, we we were my freshman and sophomore year we were the biggest 4A in the state and then my junior and senior year we were the smallest 5A in the state, but that doesn't mean anything because I graduated with 165. So oh. that's that's that, a big that school common. in Mississippi but still a small school.
1: Right. Okay, I got you. So it's a, it, yeah, like comparatively it's a fairly small school. I just wanted to Do you did you have people by the time you were a junior senior to like like train with for workouts?
2: Uh, of course. Uh, I would have to drive a lot, but like just friends from different schools. Mm -hmm. We would like uh one friend of mine like throughout high school, probably up until he moved junior year. We like drove to each other's house like thirty minutes away, Mm -hmm. and then he ended up moving in with some family, and he ended up being farther away. But it was kind of nice because there was a like a gravel road halfway between. Our, ho- our houses and we'd train there so yeah I definitely spent a lot of time on the road making new friends and new training partners on the weekends it's
0: cool it's cool mm-hmm. so wait like I guess during those later years in high school like when did you uh find Mississippi College or how did Mississippi College find you I
2: would say my first conversation with Coach Reniker was my junior year of and it was just simply like good race like hey i'm the coach and like awesome and then like didn't really hear anything else from him but i was definitely interested like he was, it was on the radar like i was getting the emails and stuff from like small schools and but that was like my first interaction with a college coach that was cool
0: well so uh obviously um mississippi college is a division two and you were you were easily and i guess still are easily could have gone d1 why did you choose D two?
2: I chose D two, um, because my recruit my recruitment like story was in an awkward time for everybody. So junior year track, we had one meet, and then like our season shut down. And <clears throat> like at least I wasn't a senior, but from junior year to uh, senior year, it was just like all online and it was like hard to go to schools and like by that time I was like kind of just good enough to run in college I wasn't like destined to like like oh yeah he's going I was like just good enough to get Mm -hmm. attention yeah it was it was just kind of weird because there were no no opportunities to go on campus and that was very hard so a lot of my recruitment visits were online like via zoom just with the coach and my parents so
1: yeah, that was a really difficult class. I remember I some teammates of mine in high school were having to kind of navigate that as mm-hmm. well. And yeah, I know guys that committed to schools without even looking around at all. Just, yeah. that's how late the offers came. That's
0: what Caleb did. Yeah, yeah. Exactly.
1: Those offers come late, but um by the time you broke state records in the, um in the 5K and the mile and wh- whatever other events there's did you start getting more attention from a bigger schools? Did any of them reach out to you?
2: Uh honestly not really cuz by that time I was already like dead set on MC and just like from junior year to senior year I was com- communicating with like the same three school or towards the end of my junior year and senior year I was communicating with the same three schools uh and then yeah by by the end of the fall and like after cross country season I was kind of like locked in on where I wanted to go already I just I just wanted the team. I just wanted a team of people that could push each other. Um coming in, like we weren't the best, like MC was not the best, but I really trusted in what coach had to say and where we were going. And it was it was a leap of faith, but I felt like that it was the best decision because I did not feel comfortable at all going to the other schools. Yeah. And like it's not that I really liked one of the coaches and then kind of have fallen out with another but i mean i just i don't think i would have fit in at either place
0: yeah i I completely understand that and thankfully uh we all made the right decision to come to yeah
2: because then i wouldn't have been able to meet any of y'all yeah exactly
0: yeah Yeah, i mean i don't think i would have probably started this podcast or you know done uh like the coaching company or anything like that um but i guess okay so w- whenever you came here, what are some of the top things that you like w- improved on or like learned from Coach Renneker?
2: Immediately my running form. It was not <laughs> the most efficient for anything over 5K. And I would say it wasn't the most efficient for 5k. I just like grinded through it. But uh that was a big learning curve and something I'm still working on today, but it's definitely easier. Um in high school, my cadence was probably like 150 on a good day. Oh and then uh you know, it was just fluent, it, but it just it it looked fine, but it just wasn't sustainable and it was very bouncy. But other than that, yeah, it just took some time working on that and be smooth and uh, so you're not bobbing around yeah. and that you can go farther. And I think that is one transition that has helped out a lot. But
0: it's so like being more efficient.
2: Yeah, like, being more efficient. I gotcha. Coming from high school to college. And there's many other things that we could talk about. Well, let's talk about them. Well, like what else? Consistency in training. I took a lot of days off in uh high school. Now like I'm running like I just take a break when I need to.
0: Yeah, I completely feel like that's that was me all the time in high school. Like mm-hmm. anytime it was raining, I'd be like, Oh, I can't run today. You know, yeah, just, yeah. And there were days like
2: we'd run on a treadmill or something, but like the consistency in training compared from high school to college is significantly higher. Okay. And I feel much better because of it. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah,
1: I mean, I think one time in high school we uh we we set out to do a long run, and uh, we found this like little frozen over pond and instead slid around on the frozen water. That sounds creek. awesome, <laughs> That sounds awesome. Not an hour yeah. instead and went home. It was the greatest I Can not imagine miles.
2: going on a run and seeing a frozen lake in my lifetime. <laughs> For
1: real <I'm laughs> saying, dude, dude,
0: If I saw a frozen lake while I was down here, I'd be like, yeah, I don't care about this run. I'll do that another time. I'm about to go play with this thing. I've
2: only s- I have only can count on my hands how many times I've seen snow. On one hand, matter of oh, fact. Really? Yeah. And it's only been like twice in the south. And then like once... And Pacific Northwest, and then Colorado.
0: Oh yeah, no, I, there's and been, that's it. There's been two times that I can recall seeing snow in the south. Like <laughs> yeah. one time, and
2: it's not even snow; it's like exactly. slushy.
1: It's yeah, it's nasty. It's like a dusting, dude. Basically, makes no. for a
2: mean snowball, though. A snowball that <laughs> makes for a mean snowball, like a in, snowball. in oh, friendships.
0: My yes. <laughs> oh my god, dude! This one time, it was uh. I was like I had to be younger than 10 but it was it was like all that hard snow and stuff yeah we, made, we tried to make a snowman it was like that tall and I picked up the head of it and chunked it at my brother and he just toppled over it was great it was a great day um it was a great day, <laughs> a great day.
1: <laughs> so uh your freshman you you were pretty good coming in so what was that like Uh, immediately having to make a jump to varsity freshman
2: it was an experience but thankfully uh my roommate of two years uh Braden Methvin and I, we're in the same boat, and it was nice, like, because he and I can hold each other accountable, getting up on time, and, like, little things like that. That's not even, like, that's a small amount of, like, the things that helped. But just, like, having a friend that I could do the, like, be on the varsity team with just helped out a lot. I think it would have been way different if it was just myself. Oh, yeah. And I'd feel way out of place, but it was nice to just have, like, a good friend that was my age as well to push ourselves. Cause like we were like the baseline then. And it, it was a great experience. I think our coach does a very good job of taking pressure off freshmen. And uh, like that since uh, like the burden of expectation is real. And our coach does a very good job of uh, relieving you of that. And so you can do the best you can. Mental, like the mental stress you can get from running
0: is insane. Yeah. So like, i don't know i definitely went through i even though i do agree with you coach renicker and coach weber have both done pretty good jobs handling it or ha- managing it for the freshmen um but i mean last year i mean i still had those problems but, yeah i mean how and
2: just because it's easy to relieve or manage it doesn't mean you're not going to experience them
0: yeah um but like how would you say you like managed it or like how how did you improve your mental game? Something I'm still college? trying
2: to figure out as I get older. But I'd say as a freshman, it was just like, I'm just here, and I'm going to do the best I can for my team. And uh, there was really no expectations. I would just go out there and race. And uh, a lot of good came from that. But, like, now that I'm older, I have I have goals. I have, like, responsibilities now. Yeah. So I think it was the hands-off uh, for the freshman uh, that really helped us like succeed because it wasn't just me. It was like my roommate had a phenomenal year. Uh, and then like Wes had a great year. Right, like he went 149 as a freshman in the 800, just because he all he was doing was uh just like following his teammate and like learning everything he could. And I, I just think like when the pressure is off, that's when people start to
1: like rise up it really is like i think i i mean you see people that say like okay i don't really care anymore and then they start to pop yeah like i know i know a dude senior like my when i was a junior he was um he cared too much his entire four years and the fourth year is like it was the first year is like i'm not running in college this is the last year like i'm done i don't really care what happens he made varsity that year but like it's just mm, yeah he it's stuff like that just um when you when you don't care as much or when you're able to like take the pressure off yourself, like
0: Like realize it's mm -hmm. not like running isn't everything. Yeah.
2: And it, it isn't everything and we love it. So we still need to keep it fun. Yeah, Mm -hmm. of course. And I think like we do that. Well, like we're literally going to be acting like goons on Thursday night for our time trial. And I'm so excited. (laughs) It's going to be my third year on this time trial and it's been great every year. But uh, just when you like take that pressure off, it's like a weight has been lifted, and then you're all of a sudden like you feel more confident that you can do great things. And definitely, it's not easy, but it definitely makes it easier. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But uh, we've talked so we talked a little bit about you um your mentality coming in as a freshman. But you've been in some bi- you've been in some big races uh, last year. You were in the DMR final. Um, you were in the the national championship in cross country. So you've had some experience with the national meet. Does your mentality change at all uh, when you're compared to there? How do you handle those? Thoughts?
2: Yeah. So I would say my mentality changed a lot for those races and it was only because of struggling with self-belief and that's something I still struggle with today. But I, my sophomore year fall semester, that cross country season was awful for me because I would have a good race and I'd literally have a bad race and I'd have a, Good race, and I have a bad race, and I have like a slightly better race, and I have a, like I have another bad race, and then it finally got on to the point where I was like, when it got to the national meet, I was like, I have to do well because my success is the team success, and I think that was just something I really like. I that was something I wish I could have done throughout the season, but it's something I like, kind of like. Pulled it out at the end of the season, and like the fitness and the strength was always there. It was just like I needed to believe that it was always there, and uh yeah, I just managed to have two good races when they counted. So yeah, and, and that's, that's something all. i'm like still trying to master today, and it's it's very hard, and I don't have a clear answer on how to do that, and I wish I did because then it would make my life easier. But yeah. I mean, if it's difficult, then it, it makes you like work, think, and try like try harder. So thankful for it you yeah. know keeps you on your toes
1: yeah absolutely um yeah i think that's some really it's a really strong advice right there because you can never really figure it out like i really wish there was like one answer for it but like yeah. i feel like different things work better for different people mm-hmm.
0: and uh yeah you're right yeah that's why we have all different personalities mm-hmm. and all that stuff <laughs> yeah um but i don't know it's so i guess going into this year what are some things that you are looking forward to and also like wanting to work on like what are your goals this year
2: I would say uh as an upperclassman I'm kind of stepping into like like more of a leadership role and I just I just want to help like I said it the other night I just want to help y'all be the best y'all can be while we all do it together and like the reason why I want to do that so badly is because in high school I didn't have a team to share that with like I had friends to share that with that just so happened to run on the same team as me but like I never really got to share a moment where like training hard every day and all this emotion put into a final result, I never got to share that with anyone. And so that's why it's such a big deal for me stepping into a leadership role this year to just like do my best so others can see like me leading by example. So y'all can be able to learn as well and do that for someone else one day. And uh, yeah, that's one of my goals, just stepping into a leadership role and just take responsibility. And then I'd say, like academically, I want to become a better student athlete, and just like, I just want to push myself. Like I want to be able to hang out with my team and just make connections outside of running. And I would say that's that's most of my goals. There's there's a lot, but I'd say like overall, those are a few.
0: That's nice. Uh, yeah, leadership rules. That's uh, a it's definitely important. I mean, we we already talked about that, I guess. But yeah, um, so. You are also a big Christian, mm-hmm. and hence your name. Uh, and it's yeah, and um, I don't know. Talk about how that has affected
2: your running journey. It's definitely helped. Uh, all through my life, I grew up in church, and my parents always took me. But I'd say like halfway through high school is when I was like on my own started maturing my faith, and it just, I guess, it kind of clicked. Like I realized that works doesn't get you to heaven and it's just faith in Jesus and what he did for us on the cross. And when you believe in like coach has said this to me before, but like when you believe when you're a Christian athlete and you believe you can like run through a brick wall because like there's nothing else we have to lose because Jesus died on the cross. He was buried and he rose from the grave and he's fine. Like he's alive today. And so it's amazing because I get to share that with other people and then I can rest in the, knowing that. And so when I step on the starting line, like I have nothing to lose and I need to tell myself that more often. But when you are just showing others love and uh, chasing a relationship with the Lord, it makes everything it's not easy, but it makes it a whole lot more worth it. And it's very impactful. So I'd say that since high school, that is how my faith has helped me in everything that I do.
0: I love that. That's really cool. Um, I mean, I whenever I run, cause like, uh, whenever I think about God and running, I usually think that He, like, He's got a plan. It mm-hmm. might not be. It's definitely not what I have thought it's gonna be. Um, but whenever I run and I get frustrated, cause maybe I had a bad race or I got in my head or something like that, I have to kind of like. Reevaluate what just happened and be like it's okay like i know it's still going to be okay because god wanted this to happen and mm-hmm. like it might just like not everything's going to be perfect because if everything wasn't it wouldn't be that fun of a life but yeah for like, sure i don't know i just yeah it definitely makes things i guess less stressful knowing that mm-hmm. we have it all in his hands yep
2: for sure
1: yeah i mean I, I can't talk too much about that personally, but I, I something to look up to and something to believe in is always mm-hmm. really important. And I know I value that in my life as well. I did something to like something to look up to. And for me, it's maybe not Christian religion, but like, you know, my um, you know, trust in the trust in the universe is really important to me as well. Yeah. So I think I need to remember that every time I step on the line as well, because I like what you said. Everything happens for a reason. And so, like, no matter you've got nothing to lose every time you step on the line, mm-hmm. and I think that's really important to remember. So, I'm glad you brought that up.
0: So, Christian and I both have a running coaching company. Yes. And so, co owner
2: or not so, even co owners, like, we're just part of it. Yeah.
0: Well, we could say co founding. We did technically found co founders. Hold on a
2: are- sec. I would say Baxter has put more work in than I have because he is our like tech guy. He works in IT. Yeah. Uh yeah I guess so I don't know I made the website so you know
0: just everyone be grateful for that but we are uh, um but I don't know I guess like we, we can all talk about it. you know about it but um yeah. like you know how's coaching affected you and like I mean what why why did you start coaching and what what made you want to do it
2: because I've had many coaches in my life pour into me and have gotten me where I am right now, and I just want to be able to give back. And like growing up, everyone asks you like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And nothing really like was appealing to what I wanted to do. And I kind of like ran away from it for a long time. But I was just like, you know what? Like, I just I just want to be a teacher. Like, I'm not the smartest guy, but I'm like, I want to help others. So I feel like like the coaching and teaching route is what i was called to do i don't know coaching is a really
0: interesting job to me and like i'm not gonna lie i never i did not think i was gonna be a coach uh which i guess now i am but yeah uh
2: we made it look at
0: yeah, we did it we did it look um at us. no i like i really i mean i i guess i had always thought about maybe coaching cross country that was like if everything if everything didn't work out uh, uh, <laughs> and then and then I was talking to Braden, which is the guy that did actually Braden like, is the founder of Illuminate yeah, Endurance
2: the, Company. He did aka a, my roommate of two years. Yeah. We're no longer together. Uh yeah, We're broke so up. Best uh, friends. Sure.
0: Yeah. No, but like he was just talking to uh, me and a couple other guys in the calf one day, and mm-hmm. he was just like, Yeah, you know, I was thinking about, you know, starting up this coaching company, and like mm-hmm. and I was like, Oh, that's cool. And I like gave him some ideas about it. He's like baxter do you want to coach and i was like uh okay and like it's like my why not because also like i mean still still now but like at the time i was like i need money and like (laughs) i was like (laughs) and so i yeah um and so i whenever but then whenever i started doing it i was like you know i i mean i know i know more about it than i did like In high school and then i'm also because i'm a coach i'm learning even more about it it's helping me in college so it's like i'm helping others but i'm also like secretly or like on the side helping myself
2: yeah for sure yeah it's definitely a two-way street oh yeah and more than one way but uh yeah i had no hand in the creation of the company that we have but we're very very hopeful yeah and it's like performance and everything but uh yeah, I was Braden knew that this is what I wanted to do. And he just like simply saved me a spot and he's like, if you want it, you can have it. And I was like, absolutely. Like I would I'm on board. And so it's definitely not easy. Uh I'm sometimes not so motivated to do it because it's a lot. Like if even if that's all you do, it's a lot. So it's hard to like do your best. But something I've been telling myself is just like it takes time. Like you're not gonna be the best coach in your first year it might take years like and I'm okay with just as long as I'm trying and learning with my athletes that it will be okay Mm. and that's something I really uh enjoy about it
0: yeah I mean like it can be exhausting because like planning literally like planning every day of like what they're gonna run for Mm. like months is like it's so it's repetitive but then it's also like okay everything's it's like it's repetitive but at the same time it's got to be different for almost every day so it's like minor changes can, uh, I don't know. It can be uh, exhausting sometimes, but no, I, I have found to, to love it. So um, yeah, it's fun.
1: to keep them on their toes. Exactly. Yeah, no, ex- the yeah
0: exactly. Literally on their, they have to be on their toes. Best huh. case
1: scenario
2: is like, if it takes off and we can like make it a living, that would be Definitely. amazing. That would be but uh, right now we're just, we're really young and we're all, it's, it's hard to, Work as hard as we can with the company being full time student athletes, but uh, we definitely love it, and we're just definitely trying to do our best for our athletes.
0: Yeah, and I would I would say that we were are doing pretty well, um, like especially for starting it not even a year ago. I yeah, mean, and we, we have like,
2: like they have our athletes have already had a lot of success. Oh
0: yeah, like I mean, last year we had like it was Emma Borg? She got like Gatorade mm-hmm. Player of the Year. Berg. Uh, Emma Bird Berg Berg. I'm sorry. Sorry about the Emma. Um, um, I know you're listening. Yeah. Um, but like, I don't know. It's, I I would say it was honestly really impressive that we've I mean, we've got like
2: 13 athletes right now, mm-hmm. something like that. And, so, and it's not a lot, but I mean it's a lot of work. And I mean we're we're growing slowly. Yeah, slowly but surely. Yes, um, surely. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah. I don't. I am. I'm happy that that's a thing, and I'm happy that you're doing it with me. So. Yeah. Yeah, you're a, you're a good coach. Thanks, man. And a good leader.
2: You're a great coworker. Thank you. You're all welcome. Yeah. Semi good coach, though. So. <laughs> Not as good as me.
1: joke. You, okay. you want to go a couple rapid fire? Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. All right. What's your uh, favorite event? Actually, actually, hold on. Take it back. Take it back. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> I know, made you think and uh, I took it back. Um, what is your favorite race you have ever raced? Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah.
2: I have a lot. Um. I'm gonna say my favorite, hmm, best race or favorite race. Like,
0: well, I'm gonna say your ca- favorite I, race because that, okay, favorite race.
2: Yeah. Uh, high school senior year running lane. Uh, it was just an amazing atmosphere, and that was such a young company, and I thought it was so cool how they, because of COVID, uh, a lot. Lots of brands like Nike, and New Balance, like had canceled their meets, and they just kind of like, like, yeah, we're gonna do this. Yeah. Like, we're not stopping because of some little spec. So, we're. Uh, <laughs> so I thought like the atmosphere there was awesome, and uh, they put on a great show, and it was just so much fun. Like, we're talking about like the burden of expectation. There was no expectations. It was yeah. just like a party. Like they had music going on and stuff, and. It was just a beautiful course and stuff. so I'd, th- I'd think that was like the most fun I've had at a race. Um, and then I would say best race would be sophomore year of college, uh, NCAA cross country in Seattle, Washington. Mm. It was snowing, uh, one of the only times I had seen snow and I got to run in it. so and it was just a good race. like I had been struggling uh, with a tough season. And it was just nice for all that work and like all those tears and the low times to all come together to like this mountaintop, um, experience, uh, and just being able to share that with a team Mm -hmm. of people I've worked so hard with. And I'm definitely looking forward to the next experience like that. for sure. Um, and
0: hopefully I'll be there. Hopefully we'll all be there for that. But, uh, so I guess, well, can you walk us through that race, you know, Uh, tell us a little
2: bit about it. Um, we get there uh like ninety minutes before the race. It's below it's like thirty degrees and below, so it's pretty cold. And coach we go lets us out, we go use the restroom, get ready to warm up, go back in the van, sit there in the warmth. Then we go do our warm up. We get really hot and sweaty, we come back to the van, we change clothes, get in dry clothes, we sit in the van, all warmed up, ready to go uh 15 minutes before the race uh we get race ready walk to the start line do final preparations and bro 30 degrees never felt better like (laughs) i was so warmed up and pumped and ready to go obviously there were a lot of nerves but we were there a week early we're gooning the whole time having fun in seattle uh and like when you're on trips like that there's a lot of inside jokes and stuff and so standing on the start line ready to go Coach Renaker, I don't, I don't see him, but I just hear his voice. And He says, "What's
1: your name?"
2: <laughs> and the gun's literally about to go off. Like the, the ref has his gun up, about to shoot. I'm like, <laughs> "No!"
1: <laughs> and then the, gun,
2: the gun literally went off right after I said Tony. And uh, we had a good start. Um, everyone fought for position. That was the most physical race within the first two miles I've ever been in um i literally had someone sent into my back like and i don't know how i fell it was uh (laughs) wait you fell no i don't know how i didn't Oh, okay because literally like people were shoving each other and the course bottlenecked like crazy and there's like when there's that many people all like racing i don't know how to describe it you just had to be there but like i've never it was like i've never been jostled that much during the race it was like i was playing like pickup basketball against grown men in a 10 <laughs> K. But after like, that was chaotic. So that's, that's when like a lot of people dropped off cause they couldn't like handle that. And then we just kind of like worked our way up. We had a plan. It didn't go to plan, but I would say Braden and I like, that was the best race of our season. And, uh, Braden was actually way ahead of me after two miles. And I finally caught him after two miles and we started working together. And, uh, our upperclassmen were doing their thing. Jan was in the lead somewhere. Uh Hunter and Gabe Pullen were in all American position. And me and Braden were just like picking off people, like nobody's business. And I, I just remember having so much confidence and so much fun. Like uh our teammates who had traveled to come watch, they were like looking at us, and before they could start yelling, I was like, they're dying, like looking at like uh talking about teams from other conferences that we had competed in. Against, I was like, they're dying, and like we're doing so well. But uh, we yeah, like me and a few others, we just had really outstanding races, and it was it was sad to see because like we had such good races, and then our teammates like it. It's not that the bad; it just didn't go to plan. And the fact that we got twelfth that day in the nation, and we had an off day, is very encouraging for me in this year's season. But I just remember being. I don't know. Like I think about that race a lot, especially when I'm hurt, and I'm like, "How did I do that?" <laughs> like I just kept pushing, and then I would like redline. And I kept pushing. Like, like I just felt this burning in my chest. Like that, I'm like the effort was too hard, and I just like kept I simply kept pushing. Yeah. And I, like I, it was like what we talked earlier. Like all the lows in the season just were enough for me, and I was like, "I'm not gonna let that happen." And I know that my team needed me. And something I kept telling myself was, like, my success is the team's success. And I think that's what helped me. And I ended up pr by, like, 30 seconds in the 10K.
1: On snow.
2: In snow, snow. yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, that was – it was a great day for me. I was, like, one of the only ones pumped up at the finish line because I thought we had placed seventh, and I was, like – I tackled well after we found Braden Braden freaking disappeared I thought we were about to have to call the cops oh. <laughs> just joking like he Braden was just like extinct like he was gone we couldn't find him but like I remember just like tackling coach telling telling him thank you for everything uh like I I'm sorry I'm sorry I took this long but like I was just elated at the finish line and to find out that we didn't do as well as I thought was kind of gut wrenching, but I mean, Hey, I gave it my all and uh, I'm looking forward for the next opportunity.
1: Like, yeah, baby. Exactly.
0: Actually let's talk about your steeplechase experiences. I mean, you, you uh, had a really freaking good race um, this past year. So like, uh, I mean, you know, I'm still a steepler, but like I'm nowhere near uh, as, I mean, I guess, athletic i don't even i'm not as good as you are at the steeplechase so you'll get there just um i guess tell everyone what you've learned and like you know how how
2: do you be a good steepler to be a good steepler you you just gotta stay low and what i mean by that is like a lot of people when they get tired they start quite literally jumping as high as they can just to clear the barrier once they get tired but uh i i personally don't hurdle after a, a experienced freshman year I just uh simply tap and get over the barrier as low as possible but uh I would say that is the number one thing that makes a good steepler is efficiency and uh getting over the barriers with as little energy as possible mm-hmm.
0: What about the water jumps? Uh, I would, would say you... water
2: jump uh it's kind of gradual uh you don't want to be trying to it's one foot in one foot out and uh so like one foot is going to, get wet and the other one is gonna be uh landing outside of the pit. And that's very efficient. And if you can get in a good rhythm, um it looks it looks really cool and it looks very good when you can do one foot in, one foot out, mm-hmm. and it just looks seamless. But uh I would say that's another good characteristic. And then would you uh it's good to be fast. Yeah. I mean like there's some yeah. there are some really aerobically fit steeplers that suck at steepling but they're just that aerobically fit that they can grind it out and then i i was like freshman year i was kind of not that aerobically fit i was in mild shape and i just had better technique than the people around me and so technique help out helps out a lot i would say that's the biggest thing about being a good steepler is technique would, efficient technique
0: would you say that like actually i don't even know the answer to this question but Obviously, that's why I'm asking the question. Um, but would you um, would you want to use the same foot tapping every time, or does it really matter?
2: You learn how to use both.
0: Okay. So, yeah. So it just doesn't matter? No, it does not matter. Okay. You, you'll,
2: yeah. If good steeplers learn how to hurdle and tap with both feet.
0: I got you. That's what I thought, but I wasn't 100% sure. So, yeah. um, what's your favorite type of shoe? For spikes, mm. long runs, then. Uh, like A and T, or I guess flats or spike
2: dragonfly. Mm-hmm. Fair act. Wait, okay. Super, super shoe Ooh. or super spike dragonfly. Favorite non super shoe was the Nike Matumbo three. Tumbos. Yeah, those are my favorite. Those are my babies. But uh,
0: is that the one with the uh, the keychain with the, uh, spike? No, those are zoom milers. Ah, okay
2: they're all they're 18 years old and they've never been used i'm using them for the time trial yes sir are you are you using them for the time trial yeah yes sir all right um I'll, okay so yeah dragonfly Motumbo, that's my favorite spikes okay super and non um what are the other uh distance or like
0: long distance uh like i guess marathon sh- training shoes i, I think this N- is- uh
2: what's next percent next percent yeah. i've tried on i've i have a pair of the hoka marathon shoe i'm they're good. I'm just not like they're not. you great. Overall. They're okay. not superior. They're good. They're very good. And then I guess the last one would be like A
0: and T training or uh next percent also. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, wait. So you would use them on the track and also for like medium runs and uh. Yeah, I kind of I kind of
2: shy away from uh next percent on medium runs, but on days that I felt like I needed them, I would use them. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh. I'm gonna use the Hoka shoes for medium runs this year. Uh just any trainer is fine. I got for you. medium runs. I l- love the ten eighties. Nice. Are you
1: more of a track or actually guy, you got anything? <laughs>
2: I definitely get in moods to do both. Uh two years ago I'd tell you I'm a I was a, a track guy, but I feel like now I'm more of a cross guy.
0: So. I can
2: I can somewhat agree. I would say
0: during high school I was a track guy, but I would say now that in college I'm more of a cross country guy.
1: Mm-hmm. Really?
0: Yeah. Like well, I guess we can talk about today's workout because today was talk. We had a lot of chaos going on yeah. today, and so I guess we can talk about how you handled that. Um, like so we had neuromuscular today, so it was just like fast reps with not a ton of recovery, and then you know you can tell them what we did afterwards. Uh, that little that little secret that Coach Renaker likes to keep from us, but. Uh,
2: yeah. So essentially, everyone had different goals and different like timestamps to hit. But essentially, we did 500 on, 200 off. And uh, I did 30 minutes of that broken up into three segments, two 13 minute reps and a four minute rep. And then uh, walked the surprise at the end of the workout was walking back to the track for a blind mile, which a blind mile means you just do not look at your watch whatsoever. And, uh, workouts like that are very tough because he kind of throws a curveball at you, but that, that, what, that's what makes you good. And, uh, how I feel about today, I've thought and talked about it a lot with many different people. And I actually was in a, like a 90 minute meeting with a uh, coach and, uh, some of our captains talking about that. And we're just glad, like, like we said earlier, we're glad we kind of, what we did today was not bad. We just had some. Hiccups, Coach said, they're not even hiccups. We're just trying to learn, trying to yeah. learn from our mistakes. Um, the first 13-minute rep was very good. Uh, we were rolling and just working together. And then at the second 13-minute rep, I kind of just started to fall apart. I think the longer we ran there, the more we tore up the soccer fields. Yeah. And every time – I don't know what happened for me to start falling back, but I just remember every time I'd hit the mud hole – I would just, they would just gap me. And I just, I don't know. Then I just didn't have, uh, the right mindset during that time. Like I didn't have anything to combat the, like the pain I was feeling. And so I just kind of like slogged through the rest of that 13 minute rep. And it was very embarrassing. Uh, especially when you have all this talk of how well you want to do and you just have a really bad day. But I mean, we're not, we're not, uh, we are not judged by our performances but we can do better. We can capitalize when we have another opportunity. And that's how I saw the end of the workout. Like, we had a four-minute rep, and we capitalized on that, and we did very well. We ran together, and it was so much easier. We were in a pack. It felt like we were running slower, and we ran our fastest split. We ran 129 for a 500 yeah. in muddy grass. And, uh, yeah, so then we had a little meeting and then walked our way over to the track. Still kind of struggling, but – better mindset and uh I didn't do well running with the team but when we started the mile uh we all kind of took turns leading and I kind of fell off to the back and with 600 after a K um at 900 meters I kind of slid out and started making my way up the group and uh it was a little bit of an emotional move uh going into the last 600 and then all the boys passed me again. I went straight back to the back, and uh, then uh, Braden, my dear friend, uh, just simply slowed down and turned around and looked at me. He's like, "You got this. Come on!" And reached his hand back. And after I saw that, I just like felt convicted, and I was like, "I cannot let down my teammates." Like I've been sandbagging enough today. Got up to Braden with like 180 to go, and then me and him started pushing to catch up with the group, and then just like I got I shifted into a really big gear. Um, But the last 100 went by. Like, I don't remember the last, like, 150 at all. Um, I have a few images in my head. But then I just remember, like, finishing and then being on the ground, and we ended up running a 430 for – we ended up running a 430 mile after five and a half miles of previous workout. So we we're fit. We're just learning what to do with our fitness and how to overcome pain together. And it was a great, it was a great day. Uh, oh, yeah. It wasn't fun. It was not, I did not feel like, oh, I'm so happy with this workout. It was good because we learned a lot.
0: That's awesome.
1: Yeah, it was really good. I mean, those days are the toughest. When yeah, they are You have to they grind it out right at the end, especially. And But I mean, so I got, I was in a similar spot today where I was like, I had a rough uh, go of it on the grass. i was just like, all right, now we got a chance to like, let's make the most yeah. of this mile now. And um. So I saw y'all's last better.
2: 300. Y'all did very good.
1: Yeah. yeah cool. I did yeah, I did better. Yeah, um, the, but the yeah.
0: pacing on our first 600 was not great. And that was uh that was Carson's fault. No, I saying that was that was, that was that was my fault. Uh, um I yeah, like so I mean again it's a blind mile. I like, kinda look at our watching and I was like, Man, I'm feeling good. And then Coach Weber's like, Y'all are going really slow right now, and then all of a sudden Cooper and Wyatt gets out there and helps uh pick up the pace and like I mean, we negative split big
1: time. Yeah, like, you guys, because like I, neg- I i fell off and still negative split by four seconds.
0: Yeah, it's like—I like, mean, I don't know. But then whenever we finished, like, like I mean, we—I—I I was really happy because, like, for I don't know—I don't know if for y'all if it was a blind mile, but for us it was yeah, like uh, running. It was blind. Well, I mean, it was blind, but like for us, we had to do um, it was like a a mile at two mile race pace, and yeah. so, um whenever i finished that mile it was like it was a 447 and like baxter at senior year of high school would have been like holy crap i just mm-hmm. did that and now i'm like i could have done another one like that's, yeah, I, that's I felt awesome. great and i was like this thank thank god for that um because like the improvement that like we've seen in college is just like literally unbelievable um and i'm very thankful for that uh, oh yeah okay one last question one last question all right what is probably the biggest thing that you've learned from running? Like it could be like something that could relate to life. It could be like, you know, anything to, like, if there was someone here that was like trying to, that you were trying to help them and like you're trying to benefit them of your knowledge of running, what would you tell them?
2: Hmm, that's a good one. Uh, I would say running is a gift. So don't make it too hard on yourself. Like, uh never make the sport so much that you don't enjoy it anymore uh try to keep it fun uh don't try definitely keep it fun and uh you'll go far nice love it
0: Mm -hmm. short and sweet thank you so much for coming on thanks for having me appreciate it
2: yeah
1: Mm -hmm. and uh bye so see you thanks for listening to this week's episode be sure to like and subscribe and we'll catch you all next week